Well, good evening. This is Pastor Rich here at New Life in Marksville. Hey, I know uh, we're not actually having church tonight live in the building, but I still wanted to uh, come and give you something. You know, I wanted to give you some word tonight, maybe a little bit of worship. I know people are traveling, and I just pray that you're being safe. And I know people are, are visiting with family and friends and eating, but just remember, you know, my pastoral side, I don't eat too much because that's a sin. So uh, push away from the plate. Don't eat too much dessert. But uh, I just I wanted us to take a few minutes tonight if we can. And I want to do some worship and I'll, I'll do some more announcements after we do that. Can we do that? So let's let's do some worship tonight. Come on. Satisfied 
You're the God of the mountain. You're the God of the valley. Yeah. And there's not a place mercy and grace won't find me And just a little bit of worship tonight so we can we can go before Jesus because you know what there's nothing better than him amen listen to get this set up up here real quick just wanted to spend a few minutes with you tonight if I could let me grab some water here hallelujah just a few minutes if I can just just looking at the scriptures let me open my Bible right here you know, Sunday I talked about Coach God and game day. And, you know, sometimes as a preacher, you just don't feel like you really brought it all together. And I was talking to some people, and I was like, you know, I said, man, I just don't feel like I got it all out and, and, and the way I was supposed to. And, but you know what it does happen as, as a minister you, you go and you preach it, and then when you're finished, you're like, it's just, I don't know if I got, if I was able to get it across to everybody. So I want to spend just a few minutes tonight talking a little bit more about, about game day. You know, Coach God is, is what, what I've been speaking about over the last few weeks, about viewing God a little bit differently than, than we have been. Uh, let, me, let me pull up that picture real quick here for you. Just so I can I can make sure that those that this may be your first time actually watching. If it is, I, I encourage you to go back and find the rest of them. But a coach is someone who always makes you do what you don't want to do so you can be who you've always wanted to be. A coach is someone who may always makes you do what you don't want to do so you can be who you've always wanted to be. And I talked about game day and, and, and I related it into football and track and basketball and all kind of different sports and, and trying to get it to understand it. But you know, what is the game, I guess, is, is the part I don't feel like I was able to really get across is what is the game? 
I hate to call this a game, but again, I'm, I'm trying to build an analogy here. I'm trying to build you a mental picture so you can see it for and, and understand it the way I, I am in my spirit and how God is really changing me with this. Um, part of the game is evangelism. Part of the game is evangelism, right? We, the, the local church exists to evangelize. We, we go out on the streets and we, we go into the, the highways and the byways and the hedges and the ditches and Bruyette and Spring Bayou and Effie and, you know, Marksville and Mansura. We go all over the place. But, but I want you to look over in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Look at this. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And, and I, wanna, I just have two little things I want to talk to you about tonight is this. The local churches exist for evangelism. Acts 1 and 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. So therefore, I think we, we fit in the remotest part of the earth sometimes, right? We're out here in the middle of nowhere. Uh, maybe you're in the middle of nowhere. Maybe you're in a big city. I don't know. But I know this, that the Holy Spirit has come upon you as a, as a believer of Christ to give you power to be a witness a witness of Jesus Christ, a witness to what he did on the cross, a witness to, to, to his good works, a, a witness to his word, a witness to salvation. And so the game is, is it's time to get in the game of evangelism. It's time to get in the game of going out and sharing the love of Christ everywhere that we go, getting out and, and bringing hope to a dying and a lost world. You know, there, there's so much. I know just yesterday they're, they're sending us back. You know, this will kind of date this if you're watching it years in, uh, in advance. But, you know, here we are in 2020, a day before Thanksgiving, and, and we get put back into phase two again. Don't go have Thanksgiving with your family. You may get them sick and they may die. Don't do this. Don't do that. And, and, and man, let me tell you something. Bringing the love of Christ brings hope to people. Can, can I say Hope. Can, can I get an amen out of that? Hope. Okay. Why, we, why do we have missionaries around the world? I'm pointing to our pictures we have on our back wall here of, of the different regions of the world. Why do we have those regions? Why do people go there? Because they want to share the love of Christ. Why did we raise $4,400 so far to send, I think it's 170 Bibles, to two foreign lands? Because we know those people need the hope of Christ. We could have spent $4,400 right here in our community. But would it have touched the lives that it's going to touch there? Not initially. But see, but that's why we, the local church is, is a part of evangelism. We're part of missions. We're a part of all of these things. And so we're sending these Bibles across the ocean to a whole other country, two countries. And what's going to happen is they're going to go to pastors and leaders and they're going to Use those Bibles to study and to learn and to reach people and to build churches. And our prayer is, according to the word of God, we're sowing there that we will reap here. Because we want to sow seeds of evangelism in our community here. And so the local church, the game is evangelism. Evangelism. Our, our Baptist brothers are amazing with evangelism. They eat, sleep, breathe evangelism. Us Pentecostals want to run around in, in the power of the Holy Spirit, but we don't always dream evangelism. We want to feel the power, but we don't want to go do anything with it. And, and it's time we get into the game. It's time that we get into the game. 
The second thing I want to talk to you tonight is out of the book of Matthew, chapter 28. The local church exists for discipleship. Game day. Discipleship. Does discipleship only happen in the building? No. If you think it does, you're already mistaken. Can I tell you there's more discipleship going on in homes than there will ever be in the church building itself? Why? Because some of the best discipleship is one-on-one, two-on-one, three. You know, there, there may be 70 people in here on Sunday that I'm preaching to, but that is not the most effective of, uh, discipleship that there can be. Jesus preached to the crowds. He fed. He, he did all the miracles, but then he would leave away, and he may only take three, or he would have his 12. You see, discipleship is so important, so important, but we don't find time to read our word. We don't find time to, to study. We don't find time to, to sit down with a fellow believer and say, iron sharpens iron. Hey, what do you think about this scripture? What do you think God's doing right now? See, we, we've got to get in the game of discipleship and find it as, as important as God does. Remember, if you go back a couple weeks, you'll find where I talked about Coach God film study. That's Bible study. You can study the Bible by yourself, but until you get outside of yourself into some other believers and, and allow the Holy Spirit to flow through them as he does through you, and, and Holy Spirit starts just moving between you, you'll find that iron sharpens iron. But discipleship is also a command of the Lord. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Look at this. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. I'll let you turn there. But the 11 disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When he saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Look at this. Go, therefore, you, you go and make disciples of all nations, See, he wasn't even talking about a one-on-one. He was talking about discipling an entire nation. And we have a hard time trying to disciple our children or or a next-door neighbor. Then baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The game is discipleship. We've got to get in the game. We've got to find discipleship as important as Jesus did, as important as the disciples did, as important as God does. Why is discipleship so important? You can't fight a war if you don't know how to shoot a gun. How do you follow Jesus unto death when you don't know who he is? And that's That's all discipleship is learning who he is and studying and devoting yourself to him and to his ways and and following after him. And, you know, it's being around fellow believers and separating yourself from the world. There's so many things in discipleship alone. We've got to get in the game. Again, these are only two things. I I didn't want to go, you know, in in a whole 45 minutes worth of a sermon here tonight. But the game is a lot more than what we see. And it's time we take it seriously. It's time we, the church, get in the game because coach is saying, hey, it's time to go. Even our own church, you know, how would we feel if all of a sudden God fills this place up and we have to start doing multiple services and we have people out in the front yard watching on a Sunday morning 
there would be a lot of us that would just come and we would be excited about the fact that people are here. But we need to get in the game where we can say, Coach, I'll take some over here and help them practice. Coach, I'll take some over here and I'll help them film study. Coach, I'll do. You see, it's, it's getting in the game where we can all be used by God. God designed his church to be a catalyst for spiritual growth. Catalyst. Catalyst for spiritual growth. God designed his church to reach and change the world. He sent those disciples out and told them to go change the world. And as you're going, disciple. That was the game. And the game still is not over. The game is still not over. we still got an opponent over here that we're trying to overcome. We've still got an opponent who's trying to steal the ball at all times. So we've always got to be holding on to the, we got to be holding on to the football all the time. We don't want any fumbles. We've got to stay in the game. Now, I'm going to do some more explaining, you know, along the way with this. But church, let me tell you something. It's time we wake up. It's time we wake up. I, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine today, and, and here's the thing. There is coming a revival to the church. It's not going to look like what's been in the past. I know the prophecies that have come here. There's even been dreams here lately, things God is showing me and putting on my, my heart uh, about things that we need to start doing here. But can I tell you, they go against everything the government is saying with COVID. And you know what? Who are we going to trust? Am I going to trust my coach? Or am I going to trust somebody else? God has called us to get into the game. And the game is important because lives are at stake. We're not talking about scoring touchdowns. We're talking about lives. People's lives are at stake. So tonight I want to pray for you. Listen, if you're, if you're watching this or you're listening to it on radio or you're, whatever it is, find us online. Newlifeag.church. Find us online. If you're there, connect with us. We've got a connect button up there. If you need prayer, please connect with us. We'll pray for you. We have people we can send it out to 24 hours a day to pray for you. If you don't know Jesus, I'm going to pray here in just a minute, and I want you to fill out that card, and I want to send you a gift. Make sure you give me your email and your address so that I can send you a gift. So can I pray with you tonight? If you don't know Jesus, pray with me tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner, and I need Jesus to forgive me. I confess that without Jesus, I am nothing. I ask Jesus to forgive me, and I accept him as my Lord and my Savior, and I accept him as the Son of God who walked this earth sinless, who was put on a cross for me. He died, was buried, and he came back to life, and now he sits with the Father. I accept all of these things, and I accept the forgiveness and the newness of life. In Jesus' name I ask this, amen. Listen, if you said that tonight, I want you to go to newlifeag.church. Just click on connect, and there's, there's a little form right there. You can fill that out. It'll go straight to me as the pastor, and I want to I give you a gift. I want to connect to you. There's some things I want to do for you. But listen, we're going to be in here Sunday. We're going to be worshiping. Let's pack the house of God. Whatever church you go to, I want you to be in that church Sunday. Come expecting God to do a miracle. Don't walk in there as a defeated person. You're not defeated. You're not defeated. You have the hope of Christ inside of you, the hope of his calling inside of you. The same spirit that raised him from the dead is inside of you. How can you be grieving? How can you be dismayed and beat down? Listen, he loves you, and I love you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. 
and find a church Sunday. We're going to be in here at 10 o'clock here in Marksville. If you're in the area, we'd love to see you. God bless you. Be safe out there.